Hello. Welcome to season two of the Coffee Celebration. Our very first guest is Julie Torum. We have been friends for 24 years. And we are going to just celebrate how amazing we are tonight. So, Julie, I know you're from Michigan, but you didn't go to Michigan school, did you? I did. Well, I didn't go to Michigan. I'm not that smart, but I went to Western Michigan University. (laughs) And then I went to Grand Valley State University for my master's degree. Why did you say that about Michigan? You are smart. Oh, because, well, okay. It's not like I'm an idiot, but like, you gotta be like super, super smart or really, really rich or a combination of the two or foreign to get into U of M. Are you, how many people go there? Um, I don't know. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went to a small state school, like way away from Denver. It's like, yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, even I have a ton of friends who are like, like I, went to the big you know ivy leagues and stuff but couldn't get into michigan but they could get into harvard so i know it's crazy i know i think a lot of it has to do with who reads your entrance exam or who reads your entrance essay you know Mm -hmm. that's my philosophy at least the only thing i know about michigan is when i was married and we were looking for homes we toured this home that had a Michigan room and it was blue and yellow. Oh. And like one wall was blue, one wall was yellow, one wall was blue, one wall was yellow. And then they had the border. Remember when those were really, really in? Yes. Um, and it was all M's. And I literally walked in the room and I thought, there's no way I can, like, there's not enough paint in the world that's going <laughs> to cover this. I don't even think that that thing, Hills, was invented yet. It was like, so bad and I was no this house next yeah well you know when you grow up in Michigan you have to choose to be either a Michigan State fan or a U of M fan and it's kind it's very scientific how you choose this whether your you know families are legacies or in my case where neither of my parents went there and none of my none of my family went to either school actually cousins went there but in seventh grade I had a crush on this boy and we were at ski club together, and he said he liked Michigan State. So ever since then, I've liked Michigan State. That was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That what is my do, scientific method, <laughs> right? What we do for boys, like no, ah, uh, uh, yeah. Do we want to talk about that? Yeah, but let's talk what about talk, what have we done for the. Ugh. <laughs> you know what? I remember having a crush on this boy who shall remain nameless. Okay. That. He loved basketball and then one loved tennis. So what did this fat chick do? (laughs) (laughs) The rec center one summer. And so here I am. uh, I was in eighth grade and I was so chub. I know it's hard to believe. And I was so chub. And so what what is, how old is eighth grade? Like 12, 13, right? And there's all these like six and seven year olds with me. And it's like, I was from age to the instructor, who I think was 17. And I was, it was just the weird, I'm trying to like, learn how to do all these things. And there's a seven-year-old showing me up. Stupid stuff for boys. Stupid! That's true. It's yeah. true. I um did not eat sushi until I was on a date with a guy, because I thought sushi would be gross. 
And he's like, let's go out for sushi. And he's really cute. So I was like, yeah, I love sushi. And I'd never had it. And I'm just like shoveling raw fish in my mouth and going, I think I like this. I think I'm like, what the hell did I just eat? But now I love it. Of course. But yeah, yeah I'm like, yeah, I'll eat, I'll eat that raw octopus. Bring it on. I love, I love the suckers, you know? Yeah. I did that. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh delicious. You know what? I remember dating a guy in college. We dated for three years. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm really happy that, like, he found himself and, you know, he, he wasn't, it wasn't a good fit. But I remember thinking that after we graduated that he, I think he loved Pepsi or Coke. And I would only drink that with him, right? And I remember being in my first job and getting a pop. And it was a Sprite. A pop. I remember a pop, right? <laughs> and I was sitting there and I'm like, I like Sprite. You know, you think to yourself, you just kind of bulldoze all yeah. needs, everything you like, just so that you can either be liked by this person who, whatever. And mm. I mean, it was not a healthy not a healthy like if you were to ask Cindy you remember at the bar mitzvah Cindy yeah she, she was like you don't need to date this person for as long as you are and I'm like no no whatever <laughs> so my friends have a rule that I am not allowed to make any new friends and certainly when I start dating again yeah. they will have to approve of each date because I am notorious for like meeting new people and going oh they're great and then they turn out to be like complete wackadoos like complete off the rails wackadoos yeah um and I fully admit that I have come to I have come to accept that about myself um but you know what's what's interesting you know my daughter who's almost 20 was dating this guy who did something that was not nice to her it didn't hurt her physically or anything but he was just kind of a dick and she dropped she dropped him like boom hot potato and I was like I said, God, Ellie. I said, you know, if that was me at your age, I would have been like, oh my God. She goes, can I swear on this show? Of course. Oh, she goes, fuck that. She goes, look at me. <laughs> Does this thing. And yeah, she's drop dead gorgeous. gorgeous. And she's like, <clears throat> she goes, I deserve way better than that. And I was like, damn. Okay, so she's like, our life coach. She's going to be the one who, um, like vets people okay totally yeah. but it's different you've been married almost what 25 years right yeah and we're moving on from that to something amazing we are we are officially <laughs> legally separated as of today okay. okay so tell me what that means because i just went straight for the divorce i don't know well Basically, what that means is that we have to go in front of a, a, like a magistrate or something yes. like it, it's all on Skype. So between within 30 to 90 days, that will happen. And then once that once we say yes, we, uh, we agree to everything, then we will be officially divorced. So right now we're just legally separated. Okay. So the big difference is that the money doesn't exchange hands until after the magistrate says you're divorced. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's such good news. How are you feeling about that? Oh, good. I feel so good. Yeah. My, uh, my ex texted me last night and he goes, I saw you sign the papers. And I go, yep. 
And he goes, how do you feel? And I said, I feel great. <laughs> Which is not what he wanted to hear, of course. And he's like, well, don't, you know, I think we should talk about this. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, there's nothing to talk about, dude. Nothing. Like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Done, 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 done. Exactly. That's why Ellie is going to bet. Now, I personally um, am the size of two Ellie's, maybe three. But um, she's going to vet my next person because she will. She'll grill them too. Absolutely. I have my friend Greg Miller Miller in uh, Florida. (laughs) I told you why he has two last names, right? No, you didn't. I meant to ask you that. Okay. So in 1995, I know everyone's like, was I born then? Um, In 1995, I had a housing internship in Oh, was it 96? I don't know. 96. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember anything now. Um, At Wright State in Dayton. So he was an RA there. And I was doing like an internship with this organization called Akuhoi. And I got on-campus housing and I did whatever they wanted me to do for two or three months. It was really great. And I learned a lot. So that summer was the Olympics. Yes, it was 96. And so we went into the clubhouse and we would watch the gymnastics. And remember Shannon Miller? was Yeah, she was phenomenal. And so he's like, I think I have a crush on her. And I'm like, Greg Miller Miller! (laughs) (laughs) At the time, I sent him an email. He, like, Max's bar mitzvah invitation. Chaim's, Noah's, Greg Miller Miller. And my wedding invitation, Greg Miller Miller. And um, he is pretty fierce. He is like, he, I call him sensei because yeah. he, will, he will give it to me straight. He will say. Yeah. It's great. I love that you said that because one of the, what Ellie and I were just talking today on my way home from work and she was, she was sort of lamenting about how she doesn't have a lot of friends. And I said, you know, it's not about the quantity of your friends. It's the quality. Right. You know? And she was talking about a friend of hers who she loves dearly, who they just, they don't see each other as often as they like but they just pick up the phone and they pick up right where they left yes. off. Yes. And um, because I have ADD, I forgot the reason why I was telling you this. Greg Miller? <laughs> Greg Miller Miller. Uh, Sensei, like he tells it to me straight. He's- yes. <laughs> Thank you. And you I are- said, you know, a really, the difference between somebody who's like a friend and somebody who's like a really, really good friend is somebody you're not afraid to get in a fight with. Mm-hmm. I don't mean like a physical fight. Like, I mean, I can't imagine doing that because plus I would always lose and I don't like to lose. Right. Uh, but I was saying like my very best friend in the whole wide world said something to me when our boys were little and my kid was being a jerk to her kid. And she's like, if he keeps it up, we're not going to be friends anymore. <gasps> Just like that. And at first I was like, damn, that was harsh. And yeah. then I thought, you're right. Like I wouldn't yeah. want to be friends with me if my kid was doing that either. Right. And since then, we've had this open dialogue that we can be like, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. Mm-hmm. And she's one of the very few people who can be so brutally honest with me that it's terrifying sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But I love her even more every time it happens, you know? Absolutely. That is Greg Miller Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody Miller Miller. What? Everybody should have a Greg Miller Miller. Oh my God. He's phenomenal. Like when I was 
Okay. So, you know, I'm like, I'm, okay. So people, um, I'm divorced and I'm on this online dating thing called saw you at Sinai. Okay. We will explain that another time. Anyway. So I was paired up with this guy matched. It's like old school, like Lithuania. All right. And <laughs> I trade the two gods for my I know. wife. Where's the shadow? Where's my little babushka? <laughs> anyway. So, um, I was talking with this guy and, you know, I give everybody one or two phone calls and then within two phone calls, I know kind of where it's headed. And I was married for 17 and a half years. You know, I've known him 23 years now. And I I can't do what I did back then. Like, I'm old. Okay. I stood up from my desk and my whole body cracked. I'm like a glow stick. I can't do it. And so when I think about going into another relationship, for me, has to be equal footing, you know? And so this man, I said, you need to call Greg Miller Miller. Here's his number. And he never called, never called. And so Greg's like, you have your answer. You know, he's not going to call me. He knows I'm going to, you know, give it to him straight. And so he's my, he's my better. I like that. that. Sure. Okay. It's our word. Yeah. So if you need to borrow Greg Miller Miller, he would be happy. Cause he's just like, first of all, he's like six something. He's huge. And he just, he's just like really tells it to you. So it's good. Does have, is he like with, with anybody? I think he has a special someone. <laughs> well, yeah. He, and he's younger than me. So, you know, I mean, that's okay. That doesn't matter or anything, but you know, I like that he has somebody and then he could be like WS that's, that's not happening. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Okay. Fine. You know, yeah. so. Well, I will tell you if any, if I've learned anything from my fake profile on match.com, uh, <laughs> terrifying. It's, it's it really terrifying. Okay. That guy you sent me that had his tongue out. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Dude, I will, I'm going to start sending you these pictures every night. I send a group of pictures to my friends. I am adding you to that group because it, here's the thing. The, the gentlemen on match are like really hellbent on bringing the mullet back. A lot of them who should never take their shirt off in public like to take shirtless selfies. <laughs> and many of them don't understand how to take a selfie. So probably 30% of all the pictures are of people's nostrils. It's like this. Oh, like yeah. Brain earlier. Yeah. If you want to date somebody's nostrils, match.com is for you. Well, I will say in the pictures that you have sent me so far, Mm -hmm. I think hygiene is also an issue. Um, I don't think that wearing a tank top with your chest hair poofing out, it just, you look, it, these, the pet, okay, I can't even spore myself. And how some of these um, men, you know, and then you forwarded me screenshots of like what their profile said. Oh yeah. And I'm like, especially that one, right? That was scary. Okay. That was, I, I'd rather be by myself. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because I can't, I can't raise another human. I'm already yeah. through that. I'm getting through that. You know, um, I mean, you're always raising your kids at some point, right? but no, Mm-mm. no, no. I, I, I have a feeling like when you and I start dating again, it's going to be like, Yes, no. Yeah, like, absolutely. 
we're not going to be like, I'll give you another chance. It's going to, uh, no. We're going to pull an Ellie. Uh-uh. Yeah. Back mm-hmm. up off me. And then we can be each other's wing girl. So, like, be this, you'll meet somebody and I'll be like, oh, I didn't know you were going to be here. And you'll say, why don't you join us? Oh, I would love to. Yeah. Okay, so we need to organize that. Okay. I'll be really honest with you. Um, I'm 51. And I know you're a little older than me. But I'm really overweight and fat. And apparently, the men in my age range think that they're Brad Pitt. And they're (laughs) deserving of some 16 year old because that's a thing they're grody toady and they don't want someone around their age nor do they want someone with birthing hips they they don't they don't they think in their head that they're like rock star bon jovi status yeah they are not they are not and on a side note he has aged very well well all right i'm like don't you adore bon jovi no John, I mean, jo- John Bon Jovi? Yeah. Oh, he's delicious. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's young. I yeah, mean, he's as a matter of fact, my son used to be a huge John bon-, bon Jovi fan. So I took him to see Bon Jovi at Soldier Field in Chicago. And he was like, I don't know, nine or 10, something like this. And Kid Rock opened up the concert. Kid Rock gets on stage and he goes, I'm on a fuck you like I'm never gonna see you again and the crowd goes nuts and Max goes what did he just say I said he's gonna rock us hard Max he's gonna rock out tonight <laughs> and I'm like shit so, Don Joby was great oh my god he's amazing yeah but Max knows what kid rock now he knows what he said now, now yeah now he does so yeah, we don't have a lot of secrets. So me yeah, and him. Oh, that's hysterical. Okay. Yeah, I just don't understand how these men in their fifties think that. Yeah, it's 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 mind boggling. Well, on the flip side, some of the profiles that I've been looking through, either they're all smokers, and like have like you can tell like by their face that they're heavy smokers. Or they're really into working out. And I'm like, can't we find like somebody kind of in between? Like, you know, maybe you smoke once a month or something or not at all. But maybe you drink a little bit, but not Mm -hmm. excessively. And you don't run seven days a week because I want nothing to do with that. No, no. Because I do think you bring up a really good point. And we had just talked about it, that at some point you get entrenched in your partner, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you have somebody who's a gym rat and going seven days a week, drinking spinach shakes, you know, all that, you know, eventually they're either going to ask us like, Hey, do you want this sweet potato shake? (laughs) (laughs) Or do you want to go with a walk with me? And I'll be on the couch eating potato chips, watching Netflix, going, no, thank you. No. Yeah. you. I love to go on walks. I like to be outside, but I hate going to the gym. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think, you know, here's the other thing. I think when you become our age, and again, like I'm what, five, five years, six years older than you, that you're just like, 
you don't need to try. It's like, not that you're not put effort into either, you know, starting or maintaining a relationship because if anything, I know how important it is like to nurture a relationship Mm -hmm. and to really be honest and do all that stuff. What I have no time for and no interest for, however, is changing anything about myself to accommodate somebody else. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And I'm, and I don't feel badly about that at all. Mm-hmm. You know, like somebody doesn't like me for whatever, because my great roots are because I'm fat or because whatever. We're not fat. Well, that's, that's debatable. But, um, okay. whoops, you just, I just lost you. But, oh, are you there? I'm here. Can you see oh. me? Oh, now I can see you. Yeah. Okay. But, but the thing is, like, I don't think I, at this point I would take it personally. Yeah. You know, like when I was much younger, I wanted like, I was so, oh my God, I hope this person likes me, whether it was a guy or whether it was another mom at school. Now I'm like, I just don't give a shit. Right. If you it's like me, great. And if you don't, that's cool too. Yeah. I will treat you respectfully and I hope you treat me respectfully, but we don't have to like each other. Exactly. Boom. Exactly. No, that that's true because when, um, you know, we found out about Max is my oldest. Max is your oldest. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> What's his middle name? Daniel. Oh. What's your Max's? Maxwell Levi. Oh, I like that. It's cute. Anyway, when Max's uh, needs became more prominent, um, the people who I thought were my friends gave commentary like they were some sort of um, distinguished physician in that field as a specialist and um that did I mean I didn't say anything but it it's hurtful and you're like you know and as we became more observant and came into this neighborhood we'd have meals with different families and um my then husband and I had a list of like people we wouldn't go to based on how they treated Max wow yeah, like one person, Max was playing with a light game and she took it away and put it up on a shelf where he could see it. And he kept wanting to play with the light game. Why did she take it away? Um, I, she, Well, she had a little, uh, like a, a toddler, like a two-year-old or something. Okay. And she was afraid he was going to put the pieces in his mouth. Okay. But it was already out. It was already on the floor. There was lots going on. We weren't the only kids there. And so it was little things like that. Or yeah. or when their 11-year-old self-diagnoses my son with something, you know, so like, oh. you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, you're a prodigy, Doogie Hauser. <laughs> Doogie, yeah. I mean, no, I'm like, just, I do think that I am part doctor. Oh. Um, because I watch a lot of TLC. And I watch a lot of YouTube videos that do surgery and stuff because I mm-hmm. love the gross factor. So, but I'm not a child psychologist. So I couldn't have diagnosed your son with anything. Okay. But if he ever needed like an emergency breast reduction, I could probably do that. Thank you. Oh my You're God, welcome. I'll come to you for that. I'm just doing the Lord's work, Wendy. One breast reduction at a time. Absolutely. Did I tell you my sister had one? No. Okay. So I'm the youngest of three and my mom had three kids in three and a half years. Oh my God. No, right. I wasn't, I wasn't on the, I wasn't 
planned, but I would like to think that um, when I showed up, it was okay. Um, <laughs> right? So anyway, my sister Karen, um, she was 15 months older than me. And your poor mother. She, oh my God. Oh my God. So when she hit puberty, um, oh my gosh, my kids are home from their dads. Hold on. Talk about something really quick. Okay. okay. So this is going to be taped. People are going to just listen to me talking to myself. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, thank God you're back. <laughs> so when my sister Karen um, hit puberty, like, oh my God. Do you remember how bad bras were? Like, training? Oh, yeah. They were just so uncomfortable, itchy, mm -hmm. and they put grooves in your shoulder. Yeah. So Karen had these, like, I, I want to say permanent groups. They were so bad. She had a breast reduction when she was 18. Yeah. She took six pounds. Pounds? Pounds. Wow. Three pounds, three pounds. Boom. She must and, have felt like a different person afterwards. But she was still big. That's the thing is that she yeah. was still big. But insane insane right wow and i know i know so um had you known my sister back then um you could have definitely done something right and yeah I, yeah definitely you know what's gross okay mm. as i digress and you talk about tlc and all that okay Close. there's like these reality shows that have the dietrists and <gasps> you love that okay oh my god okay i've yeah. never thought this was a thing but when they roll back the sock and right i'm like uh, aren't you just glad that there's no such thing as smell a vision because it's coming I it's coming just, no it's gonna come yeah oh okay yeah. just the funk associated well here's here's the thing okay, okay like whether it's the foot doctor or it's like the dermatology guy or dr pimple bobber like this one woman I watched one time had a horn growing out of her head. I saw that. I mean, I saw, like, I like saw that. Long, at least is probably two, three inches. Like, at what point do you say, ah, I guess maybe I'll get this horn removed? Like, that's only a half an inch right now. But it was like a pumpkin stalk on the I, top of her head. I saw that episode. And what was really sad is because then Dr. Pimple Popper or whatever, she goes on there and she's like, I don't know. There's so many nerves in the head. And you're like, oh no, they're never going to be taken off, right? And then they have to sew it. It was like she, yeah. like, and she, like, you know what I mean? Oh, no. All I'm thinking about is if that was growing out of my head, I would have yanked it out. Like, there's no, there's, I would have like gone to the garage, got a wrench. Is that what you use? Like a wrench? Yeah. And going and just yanked it out and I would have dealt with the blood, the blood afterwards. Because there's, think, I, no, I don't want a stock growing out of my head. I think that's the generation that we're in though. Like we're, I mean, what were we? Like my mom gave me a key to the house in third grade. She's yeah. like, that. and she went to work, you know, it was just, yeah. you had to figure it out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it's good to know. True, like I would never have done that with my third, my three year or third grader at the time. You know? Oh God, no! I don't do it now, and my kids are nineteen, no. 
16 and 13. Yeah. It's scary because it wasn't like that when we were younger. Yeah. There was bad stuff that happened. Like I vividly remember a girl in my town got kidnapped and I don't know if they ever found her, but I will never forget it because it like rocked us because it happened maybe a half a mile from my house and this girl's walking home after school and we were like, oh my God. And it was just, it's crazy. You know, now, unfortunately, we're kind of desensitized to stuff like that. So it's scary. It is so scary. I don't think I'll ever be desensitized to people with horns growing out of their heads, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh where I'm God. going to hell. You know what? I'm driving the bus. Who else should we yeah. pick? We're going to have so much fun. I know, right? They'll yeah. Us out because we're so fun. Yeah. They might. They might. Because we're going to have a lot of friends with us. That's the thing. I know. As yeah. long as stop at Starbucks on our way down. I'm totally okay. okay. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Bucky's? Who? But? No. <laughs> Bucky's. Is that it's like this? So apparently it's like this massive truck stop and they have them in the South and then they have some like in Kentucky. I keep hearing about this place and it's like, like a shopping mall, but it's a truck stop and they're, they have like this entire wall of, bazillion times of beef jerky and like you can buy anything there you can take a shower there you can get like legit barbecue there so now i'm thinking i really feel like i need to make a road trip just to have the bucky's experience i'll go with you okay okay that'd be fun can we document it yeah okay we can we can vlog it we can vlog it or vlog it like the kids do nowadays this is i don't either as much as I do is the Zoom thing. I, yeah, mean, I don't know how to do anything. But I bet we could ask Ellie. She would know. Or we could ask the Google. <laughs> you know why we say that? Why? So my mom, who decides that she needs to have every every like new thing that comes out, right? Okay. Like she wanted an Apple Watch. There's no fucking way she can have an Apple Watch. Like, first of all, she doesn't even know how to do it. It's so tiny. It's so tiny. I don't know how anybody deals with an Apple Watch, right? But Shirley, who's like 80 years old and has dementia and is just, you know, and is and is a funny person to begin with, gets an iPad. Like 10 whenever iPads first came out. Oh my god. She got an iPad and we're sitting and she calls me Juji. And we're sitting at my cousin's house in Detroit and she's looking at her brand new iPad and she's like, George, where's the Google? Because she's got, you know, like this West, West Michigan accent. Georgie, where's the Google? And I was like, what? She goes, you know, the Google, where's the Google? So now all my friends say, where's the Google? Yeah, we love Shirley. We yeah. do, we love Shirley. Shirley <laughs> makes you look really tall too. I know. I saw that picture. I'm like, oh, yeah, gosh. that's right. I'm a basketball yeah. player. That's right. <laughs> How is she feeling? Is she doing well? Yeah, she is. Thankfully. Yeah. Sure. She's, you know, she's kooky. She, look, here's the thing. She was kooky on a good day. 25, 35 years ago. Yeah. Right. Like she's a very eclectic lady. Um, and we, you know, our relationship has been like up and down and up and down and up and down. But 
here's the beauty of the dementia is that she forgets that she didn't used to like me. <laughs> silver linings. Silver yeah, lining. right. That's Total right. Silver linings. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like you? How could she not like you? Oh, I was horrible. I was a horrible, horrible teenager. No, you like, were. Oh, yeah, I was. To the point when, when um, I was pregnant with Ellie, and I had all of the whole panel of all the tests and everything, and because I, I was thirty eight when I had her, so I had all the genetic testing. Right. And the yeah. hospital called and they said, "Do you want to know what you're having?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." She goes, "You're having a little girl," and I said, out loud, "Oh my god, I'm gonna have a teenage daughter." And she started laughing. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, I was terrified. So then I called my parents. I'm like, yeah, I'm having a little girl. You know, the first thing Shirley says to me, what? karma. <laughs> my mom actually said something similar. She's like, I hope you get what you give. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know. What am I doing? You know, like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, but our kids are great. Yeah, they are. You know, and I'll be the first to say if my kid's an asshole, but, and they have been, they've both been assholes at, you know, certain times of their lives yeah. as have I, but I mean, they turned out to be, we, I think you and I, we did a really good job with our kids. Um, well, yours are older. Your youngest is a month younger than my oldest. So yeah. Max and Ellie are the same age. And then I had two more. So who are perfect. Uh, I love as them. is Max. You know, they're all, they're wonderful. I love your boys. Oh my gosh. And I want Ellie to be my life coach. Yeah. Okay. okay. She probably do that. You just have to be ready for somebody to look you right at the eye and go like right in the face and go, don't be such an asshole. Cause that's the way she talks. Are you, you know? serious? Oh yeah. Like she'll be like, she doesn't mince words. She's one of these people like where. You know how, like, if you meet somebody and you don't really like them, they don't know that you don't like them mm -hmm. because you're, you can fake it, right? Yeah. I could look you right in the face, not you, but somebody else right in the face that I hated and make them feel like they are the center of attention. Ellie does not have that. Doesn't have that filter. She doesn't have that filter. Neither does my ex. And they, which it sometimes is funny. Mm -hmm. other times you're like mortified because yeah. she'll look right she'll yeah she's just like you know if she doesn't like you there's no doubt in your mind well let's so. have balance you yeah. know <laughs> I, you know i i have um always hated conflict yeah and i i can't i will do everything in my power to circumvent conflict and um my kids know it they're like mommy just embrace it just embrace it you yeah. got through it and I'm like you know having grown up and experienced what I did you know I just I don't want to experience conflict anymore but I think it's good to have like Ellie knows who she is right. Ellie knows her, she knows her worth which mm -hmm. when I look back at my myself at 19 I knew nothing of that like I didn't yeah, even know I knew nothing and yeah. she is so strong and just 
Yeah. I mean, I wish I could have had that frame of reference when I was growing up, but yeah, sure. you know, yeah, you know, it's, I was explaining to Max, I said, you know, cause I felt really guilty about all the crap that had happened during my marriage and how it affected the kids. And I'm trying, that's one the only thing I'm really working hard on is like forgiving myself yes. because I can't change the past. I can only yeah. deal with what's happening right now at this moment. Right. And, um, what was the, Oh, and so what we were talking about parenting and I said, listen, our parents fucked us up. Right. My job was to fuck you up and then you're going to yeah. fuck your kids up. I said, the difference is I didn't fuck you up the same way. My parents fucked me up. You're yeah. not going to fuck your kids up the same way I fucked you up. And then it goes on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And plus I always say everybody needs something to talk about in therapy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I wonder what my kids would say. They'd be like, Oh my God. Um, <laughs> No, it's they'd, true. Say, like, they'd say, oh, my God, I'm really concerned. I think my mom's addicted to coffee. Oh, my God. My yeah. mom. And she's got some really weird friends. Oh, my God. They love my friends. Okay. Yeah, we'll so, when, so when Cindy and Heidi were here for the bar mitzvah, they I love were, them. Same. Same. Oh, my God. Mm. Mm. I like it totally felt like I knew them, like, right away. Oh, my God. Stay, okay. We have to do a road trip because they're fabulous. Okay. They, they just turned 50 this year so they're so cute um okay what was I okay yeah so we were in my house on Travis afternoon and Cindy was telling Chaim my 16 year old about me an undergraduate and I'm like no 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 Don't you want to hear about what your mom was like in college? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. No. So now my kid came right out and asked me, she's like, what drugs have you done? And I'm like, I haven't really done any drugs, which is true because the only drug I've ever done is smoke pot, right? right? Because I know that I have such an addictive personality that like I'd be mm -hmm. blowing hobos for another bump, right? I don't <laughs> want to be doing that. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is this like a PG? This is not a PG show. This um episode season two is not PG. Doing the house. Um so dorky of me. <laughs> But, um, and then she says to me, what's your number? And I'm like, what do you mean? What's my number? She goes, you know, your number. And I go, my number. And then I realized what she was talking about. And I go, you will never, ever know. And she goes, that means there's a lot. And I'm like, that means nothing. It just means you will never, ever know. Isn't that nuts? Okay. Um, when I talked about my undergraduate, that had nothing to do with any of that. <laughs> no, like, like I was an RA. Like, Can we break that part? What? Can we delete that? We're, it. We're talking candidly about we being in our 50s, transitioning away into yeah. a health code, self-care, raising amazing people. My son is having a meltdown because he's missing a puzzle piece. Hold on. Okay. What's going on? Can you help him find the puzzle piece? 
It's okay. It's okay. No, I'm saying come help me find the puzzle people and talk into my Zoom show kit. Okay. Anyway, so, so I was just really active on campus. Like RA, student government, like whatever. I was just, for three years straight, I was just all over campus. Yeah. And um, so she was telling him that, like, your mom used to introduce um, big speakers and whatever for campus, whatever, she, whatever. And Chaim was like, what else did she do? And I, <laughs> you know, because they don't need to know, like, that I no. had for three years and how unhealthy that was and how it just messed with my whole self-concept and, yeah. you know, um, but I've never done drugs except coffee and I, there's still time. There's still time. And <laughs> Wendy get with it. Um, but no, like, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Huh. At least you're, you're, see, this is a good part of your parenting is that, you're open, honest, and authentic, and your kids feel like they can come to you and ask you anything. I think yeah, that- I think that was one, that was something that was really important to me because I knew yeah. I couldn't do that with my. I could always go to my dad, but there are certain things a girl doesn't tell her dad. Okay. However, I would call my dad when I wanted to get out of going to school. So, like, I'd be when I was in high school, and I'd oh. call him. I'd be like, "Did I tell you this before?" No. I called him, and I'm like, "Dad." I got my period. I need to go home. And he's like, okay. So he calls to school so I can go home. And then like the next week I'd come. I'm like, dad, I got my period again. I got to go home. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes it happened three times in a month. It was crazy. Um, Yeah. I mean, what's he going to do? Challenge me? (laughs) Oh, what do they know? Right. They, yeah. Thank God. Not too much. What did you do? What did you do when you left school? I probably went and smoked weed with my friend Susan. <laughs> I hated school, so I did whatever, anything just not to be in school. Uh, I loved school. I loved yeah. it. was like my safe haven. It's like one place I could excel, one place that accepted me, you know. So. I went to college. Like, the high school I went to was very, very, like, upper upper middle class to like wealthy wealthy kids and not you know we lived on the fringe we lived there because it was the best school it's one of the best school systems in Michigan my mom was a teacher there my dad was the rabbi there Uh and we know we thought he's a rabbi and a teacher it's not like we're rolling in the dough right right you know and, and this was at the time of the preppy handbook so everybody was shopping at Papagallo and you know, J. Crew, J. J. Crew, Brooks Brothers, and LLB yeah. stuff, and like this stuff was not cheap, Mm-mm. and I couldn't afford it. And people looked down on me because of that. And I think that's why I think that's part of the reason why today, like, I there's certain things that I just don't care about yeah. when it, the labels and stuff. But on the flip side, I like to, I want to be able to buy nice things if I want, yeah. you know. Yeah, but. Yeah. So I was telling my kids, um, Noam, recently that, you know how Levi's, when they first came out, that back leather thing had waist and length? Yes. So I, because 
I don't know if you know this about me, but I was chubby growing up. <laughs> and <laughs> and so junior high, I got my first pair of Levi's because back then they were $19.99 and my right. mom wasn't doing it. So I finally got my pair and I had this boy follow me around school looking at my waist size. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So then the next day I went home or I went home and I didn't wear them for a while, but then I took a big pen and I scratched out the waist oh. and the length. And I'm just like, take that, you know, like, whatever. Uh, so, and then do you remember powder jackets? Like the satin ones? No. So these were over your head and they yeah. had a zipper, like a half zip and they had yeah. this pocket. And for some reason they were called powder jackets and the tag was on the outside and it was like some guy skiing or something. So we got the Kmart oh, We got yeah. them different though. What they call them powder jackets? I think we call them like Patagonia jackets or something. Oh. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So my brother Miles wanted a powder jacket. And I don't know if you know this about my family, but he was husky. So, <laughs> and, you know, and then you have Karen's big boobs and me. Okay. So powder jackets didn't come in Husky. He was really broad, really broad. His nickname in high school was Crusher because he was just a really broad man. So you can't really get powder jackets in Husky. Yeah. And so my mom found when it came out. And um, everyone kept looking for the tag. And so Miles said, the tag's on the inside. <laughs> nice. You know? It's going to make me crazy now trying to figure out what we called those jackets, though. Because I remember desperately wanting one. Yeah. And they, and I don't know if they were expensive they or were. if they were. Yeah. yeah. It's $24.99. And my mom wasn't doing it. A hundred so, years ago, that was like four thousand dollars. Yeah, before the earth cooled, when we were shopping at Kmart layaway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nobody gets that. Like nobody no. People don't even know what Kmart is. People don't know what Kmart is. I don't know. I don't know. Does Kmart even exist anymore? It's online. It's online. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we could process this therapy session um, forever. Yes, we um, could. It is. It's very nice. So what's like one thing that's come out of your marriage that is good besides your kids? Besides my kids? Yeah. Um, I had the opportunity to travel a lot. Where have so you been? I will be very thankful. For, I, will, I will forever be thankful for that. Uh, most recently, we went to Greece and Istanbul, and we've been to like any island you can imagine in the Caribbean. We've been to um, where'd like, you get me the chocolate from? Where was that from? Back Belgium, and then the, so that was last year. We went to Belgium and the Netherlands, mm -hmm. and I don't know where else we were. I, I'm one of those people that you like. I'm really a good traveler because somebody else will just say just be here at this time and I'm like okay because I'm really prompt it's like one of the things I'm anal yeah. about two things I'm anal about being prompt and eating with your mouth closed because if you eat with your mouth open deal breaker yeah okay so 
Okay, so for all those nice Jewish boys in yeah. their out there, close your mouth. Close your mouth. Yeah, because I mean that's not something that you can fix. I mean, no, you could have when maybe when you're four. Right. No, when you when you're in your mid fifties and you're still smacking your food, that's not going to change. Yeah. So, yeah. So I would say the travel, what would you say? Besides my kids? Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) My kids. I don't. I would say beside your kids, you have become probably more independent than you ever thought you would be. Yes. Is that to say? Yes, I used to say, so when my dad um, became a paraplegic when I was in high school, like the one of the things I just couldn't do was care for him. Yeah. Because I, I personally didn't want to see my dad naked um, as a 15, 16 year old girl. Most but people my, don't. Yeah. So, um, but towards the end, I helped him, but I was yeah. in my 40s or my late 30s. Um, and so, where was I going with that? Um, the, we were talking about. Oh, other- so yeah. um, he was in the hospital for six months. And when he came out, he was a paraplegic. And there's all these things. That's another episode with adult beverages. However, um, like, I didn't think I could be strong. You know, my family had labeled me like a runner. They yeah. said runner. And they also called me a tornado because I just came home from college, messed things up and left. So it's okay. another episode with more. <laughs> anyway, so um, being that runner um, label, I never thought I was strong, you know. And uh, yeah, I think I've had to be strong, you know, throughout what's happened in my life and you are one of the strongest people I know because a you are able to keep your cool when I don't know how you do that sometimes with some of the crap that you are put through Mm. and the fact that you are such an extraordinary mother extraordinary like and I'm not just I'm not blowing smoke up your butt. Okay. I was just going to say that. Are you blowing smoke up my butt? No, no. Cause okay. if I was going to do that, I'd literally blow smoke up your butt, but cause uh-huh. how much I love you. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think you, I, I don't know. I think you, I think, and I'm going to say this for both of us. Yeah. We have continued at least, especially over the last two years mm-hmm. to kind of surprise ourselves at what we are able to do and what we realize that we deserve to have Mm -hmm. and can I add we've also I guess done what we need to do too Mm -hmm. we recognized that this wasn't working yep and what are the options and I don't either one of us I was married 17 and a half years you were 25 that doesn't say impulsivity no, no. We definitely um, tried to make everything work. Um, yeah. And by doing so, we changed ourselves into a million different people, and yeah. we recognized what needed to happen. And I think my biggest fear was my kids, and how because they were little, you know, and yeah. So. What? 
and your kids are amazing. That you know what? I don't even think that's me though. I think that's who they are, and I just celebrate who they are because I don't have any expectations. You know, I, yeah, I don't. You know what? You can. I, I don't disagree with you. I think like inherently, you have beautifully. Your children have a beautiful neshama, right? Right. But for those of you who don't know what that means, it means they have a beautiful soul. Um, And I, and that's true. However, you can, you have a soul. It's like a flower, right? You plant the seed. Mm -hmm. Their neshama is their seed. And then you help it to bloom. Yeah. But I think that's what you do with your kids too. I mean, I don't think yeah, I don't think Ellie would be as strong or fierce as independent if she didn't have you as her role model. I well, really think for better or for worse. I mean, she saw some of the shit that I put up with, right? And I think made a decision when she was very young that this will not be my life, right? Right. You know. Yeah. Okay, she's my life coach. I just tell yeah. her, tell her, Wendy Sue Friedman Steinberg is your first client. I will tell her that because she was just saying today she has no idea what she wants to do and she's a sophomore in college and I said nobody knows what they want to do when they're a sophomore in college just get a degree and then you figure it out absolutely I got I did a victory lap I was in college five years yeah and then got out and then I focused in my graduate work isn't that what you did I did four and a half years undergrad and then I got out and worked for Let's see, 88, 89, 99, worked for about seven years. And then I went back, I went back and got my master's degree. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in something you wanted? My master's? Mm-hmm. It was in public administration because you didn't have to do a lot of math. But I did have to. <laughs> I was at first I was going to get my MBA, but then I was like, oh, God, that's going to be like math. Yeah. Um, but public administration, it was more, you know, theoretical and stuff. So, but I did have to take an accounting class, which I, I don't know how I passed. I don't know. I had to take that. I had to take macro and microeconomics. I don't know how I passed that, but I Mm -hmm. did. Yeah. 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 You know, that's one of my favorite stories of grad school is I was in either macro or micro because I don't know the difference between the two. And I'm sitting in the back of the room. I'm like chit-chatting with somebody and I had my beeper for work because this was back when you had beepers if there was emergency. (laughs) And the teacher looks at me and he goes, Miss Lewis, because that's my maiden name. What's the answer to this? And I'm like, crap, I haven't been paying attention. I go, B? And he goes, (laughs) he goes, B? And I said, yeah, B. And he's like, um, would somebody else like to answer this question? And somebody else answered it. They're like, oh, it's the theory of la, 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 la. He's like, it's not B. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> did you pass? I did. Good for you. Because I could write. We had You could right. write a paper at the end. And I, can, I can't add, but I can write really well. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. knowing that it's um, almost our bedtime. Um, yes, it is. It is. Thank you for coming on and and I love you. What? I love you. I love you so much. I really do. I am so thankful for your friendship and for your love and your honesty. And I just adore you. And I just do. You complete me. (laughs) I'm going to start crying. I'm the Oh my God. 
Let's sing "When Beneath Your Wings" together, and let's so we can sing it out. Okay, I can't remember Bette Midler's part. What is that? Um, I don't know. We just said, do you ever know? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why we're not an American's Got Talent. I mean, no. Yeah, Simon would rip me apart. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right, you know okay, bye-bye. Love you. Lalu. Lalu. Bye. Thank you. Good again. night. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.